Welcome to Rob Evans 365, day number 73. Today we're gonna to talk about fast fat loss. Let's face it, everybody wants to lose fat and they wanna do it fast. But with all the conflicting and confusing information out there, most people don't know where to start. So today what I wanna do is give you some key fundamentals about losing fat. Some of these things you may already know, but some you may not. So what it comes down to ultimately is with our food, it's energy in, energy out. If you are consuming more calories than you are burning off during a day through your basal metabolic rate, so that's your resting metabolic rate, and through the activity that you're doing, what do you think is gonna happen? You are going to get more fat in your body because you've consumed more much, no, sorry, you've consumed more than you have burnt off. So if we use numbers, for instance, if you are supposed to have 1,800 calories a day to maintain your weight and you have 2,000 every day, then you are going to add 200 calories worth of fat to your body each day. Uh, let's use this example. Let's say it was 100 calories. Now, uh, you were consuming 100 calories extra. There are 7,700 calories in one kilo of fat. Now, if you are having 100 calories extra a day, over 77 days, you will put on one kilo of fat if it's exactly 100 calories per day over the, that period of time. Does that make sense? So when you start to look at it as a numbers game, then you can start to see that it's really just a case of, well, we've got to make sure that we're burning that off or we're consuming less. So where the power is, is making sure that you are consuming a nutritious, lower calorie foods compared to your higher processed foods to start with, to get your, your nutrition into your body and then if we're also doing more exercise, then we're going to burn calories. So by being satisfied with more nutritious, lower calorie foods, naturally your calories will be lower. If you're doing some exercise, then you're going to be burning some calories. Now, depending on the type of exercise that you're doing, uh, it will determine how many calories that you will burn off. And then you'll find that you'll have a caloric deficit which means that the same example, let's just say that you were consuming 100 calories less. So rather than the 2,000, you were having 1,800 calories to maintain your weight. If you had 1,700 calories, you're 100 calories less and you did that consistently per day. After 77 days, you'll find that you're losing one kilo of fat. Now, most people wanna do it faster than that and like the, the ladies that I work with are losing somewhere between 500 grams to 1.25 kilos a week by following a sustained meal plan uh, plus exercise program. And men are doing between 500 grams and up to two kilos. And they'll do it faster because they have more muscle in their bodies and uh, faster metabolism as a result. So that's why uh, you, know, you get those types of results. So... Let's talk about some of the fundamentals that can help you 
in reducing the, uh, the calories that you're eating. The first one would be measure your food. So there's a couple of things to do there. First of all, I suggest to everybody that you invest in a, well, work out what your budget is. You don't have to buy a super expensive pair of, or set of digital food scales. Uh, but I suggest the digital ones as opposed to the needle ones. Um, but uh, I just find that they're easy to use, they're more accurate. You get a really good set for like 20, 20 to $30. You'll find them for much more than that, but you don't need to. I've tried cheap sets, like $7 sets that uh, have, have been available and they're just, they don't last. So you're better off to buy something a little better than that. The next one would be um, getting some metric cups. Uh, so you know, like your, your full metric cup is 250 mils, your half cup, third cup, all that kind of stuff. My ones, I use a half a cup and a full cup. And also the metric spoons for when it comes to measuring out um, sources and, and that kind of stuff as well. Um, so they're really important because what we're aiming to do with our food is have measured portions of food. So as I said the other day about having measured portions of rice for instance so me personally i'll have between half a cup to a full cup depending on what i'm doing with my training whether it's a training day or not and it's within my my window of exercise uh, then uh, i will have more towards a cup but i still measure it even now after all these years that i've been training 30 years i still measure my high energy food because if you don't you'll find that it just creeps out a little bit here, a little bit there, and before you know it, you're having a cup and a half or something like that, and uh, you're just consuming more calories than you need to. The digital food scales I use to measure out the protein, making sure that I'm getting my, for me, like 120 grams of chicken. Um, and generally, it's about the same for uh, you know my red meat, pork, all that sort of stuff as well, fish. So um, I'm not gonna know if I don't measure it. So I want to get these things spot on. With your plant-based food, you can, uh, with, with the exception of potato, you can normally uh, eat plenty of that stuff and it's only going to uh, do you good. But the thing that I find here, let's take an evening meal for instance. Most of the meal plans that I do for people will have three cups of mixed vegetables at dinner time. Now I can tell you that when people do this for the first time, I would say that easily 90, 95% of clients that I give this meal plan to when they first start do not eat anywhere near that. They might have a cup or two, but they don't eat the three. We wanna be making sure that we are consuming up. I don't measure mine because I do more than three cups, uh, but most people will do less. So this is why you gotta measure it to uh, just make sure that it's right for you. So that's really important. Make sure you're getting your portion sizes right. Um, if you're following one of our meal plans, then you know that everything is very specific on there. You must get it right. You can't do it, oh, it's round about that. Get it right. You want a different outcome, get the measurements spot on. Don't just guess. All right, next one. A food journal, nutrition journal, whatever you want to call it. This is really important to track. Now, I have uh, the My Nutrition Coach app, my own app which uh, is an option for people. Again, if you've got a meal plan, you already know about these things, but uh, tracking is really important. Now, whether you do it electronically through the app 
or you record it some other way through another app or you know just writing it down and typing it into your phone you know whatever it is that you you prefer i also have a manual version i use both people ask me oh which one would you use i use both it just depends on what i'm doing at the time uh, and you know if i want to have the paper version right in front of me all the time uh, then i'll do that otherwise i'll just i'll just track it on the app uh, because i'll be you know very focused on it and uh, and get that done there's other periods of time like right now for instance i'm not tracking the food that i'm eating because I'm in such a good place that I'm sticking to my plan every single day. I've been doing this for so long, I know what to do. Um, you know, I'm getting um, some good outcomes from my training and from my eating at the moment. I'm liking the way that my body's responding. Uh, so I know that I've got a really good handle on that. Uh, but for most people, uh, I suggest that you do write it down. And to be honest, I believe writing it down rather than using the app when you first start is probably uh, better, mainly because just clicking a button is easy and having to write it down forces you to go through a different set of behaviours and thinking patterns. So everything slows right down. You think, okay, uh, what did I have for breakfast? Okay, I had oats, I had, yeah, a couple of strawberries, uh, I had, you know, like a protein drink or I had some egg whites. Uh, you know, it, it just slows everything right down as opposed to saying, oh, yeah, I, I had that. Um, it will also make you more inclined to be completely honest with yourself about what you're eating. Because you know that you're going to write it down, then you'll, let's just say that you're going to have a Tim Tam and you thought, hmm, it's right there. I do feel like it. Normally I would eat it, but you know what? I don't want to write it down. I don't want someone else to see it. I don't want me, if you're, if you're working with me one-on-one, -on -one, to see the journal and say that I had that. I'll be letting you down. I'll be letting myself down. I know it's not getting me closer to where I want to do, so I just won't do it. And um, I've found that over the many years that I've been working with clients, that most times people will not leave things off if they're I don't know if you want to if you're calling it naughty to yourself and you've had you know like 10 Tim Tams uh, you're unlikely to leave it off you'll write it on there and you'll say had 10 Tim Tams you just might write it small or something like that but generally you you'll be honest with yourself and you'll realize that well I'm only cheating myself so there's no point in that uh, so it that is the single most powerful tool out of probably the ones that I'm going to mention here is tracking it uh, because it just engages you at a whole other level, various levels, and it also educates you at the same time around you know, calories, the type of food that you should be eating, uh, what, what's different to your plan, how your body's responding, and it becomes more of an exact science. I mean, it is that what I teach people is an exact science. Uh, people can respond a little bit differently, but uh, the principles always remain the same. Uh, so if you know the formula, it's like knowing the, the formula, a recipe for making a, you know, a chocolate cake or something like that. But each time you came to make it, 
you just guessed at what went in there. Now, if you find that you make one and it tastes delicious and you know what all the ingredients are and the order they should go in and all that kind of stuff, then uh, you are going to get the same outcome every single time. And this is the same thing. So if you track what it is that you're doing, you can look back and say, oh, wow, yeah, that's, that is working. This is where I was doing this. I was engaged. I can see that I've been tracking all my food and that's why I got the outcome that I have gotten. Uh, and that's, um, you know, that's really powerful for you. So uh, that is a big one. Another one is let's talk about weekends. So weekends, I find that some people can completely blow all the good work they do through the week. That might be, oh, the weekend is here. We've had such a big week. Let's just agree to go out and have, I don't know, a couple of takeaway meals or um, some higher calorie meals, uh, alcohol, you know, whatever it is. I have clients that work hard all week and then they will undo all the work that they've done through the week. Let's just say they're on a weight loss journey. Let's say that they've cut their, their calories by about 500 a day um, to what you know, they would be to maintain their weight. So normally it might be around that 1500 mark, uh, sorry, 1800 mark. Uh, they're on a weight loss journey and they're on about 1300 calories. So that 500 calories over the course of the week is the, so 500 times seven, 3,500 calories. That's half a kilo, okay, of fat, round about. I said 7,700, so a bit under. And that's just with the food. And then, you know, with the exercise and so forth, then you can burn a little bit more. So let's just keep in mind the numbers for right now for what has been consumed. So 3,500 calories have been cut. I know clients that go out and they do this on a regular basis. And let's just say they have gone to say a Chinese restaurant or something like that. Now at a Chinese restaurant, you could be consuming 2000 plus calories easily just in the meals because of the oils and all that kind of stuff that are included in their cooking. And then if you have alcohol and that kind of stuff, and then you know maybe the next day you go out for lunch and before you know it, you have more than blown away that three and a half thousand calories. So my encouragement to all clients is to not go crazy. You know, when you first start uh, your, your meal plan, I encourage everybody to stick to the meal plan 100% for the first seven days so that you can push through that weekend, prepare your meals, um, have them in the freezer and stuff so that you've always got a healthy, nutritious meal on hand. And uh, not, to, uh, not to just completely blow it uh, by doing you know silly things uh, like why do you want to work hard for five relax for two and be back at the drawing board or a little bit further behind the next week this is why so many people give up because they don't understand that this is what's happening I say oh, I love food too much well I love food too but you need to start making some different choices so that you don't I just find that you're always on this this treadmill or rat wheel of just ending up in the same spot. You must do things differently, okay? Now, I have worked with clients before where the family might come in, you know, like a siblings or, a, you know, it could be just the, the husband and wife or 
you know, friends or whatever, and they socialise a lot together on the weekends. And they find a way to justify their actions amongst each other, say, oh, it's okay, we'll do this, and then, you know, we'll just work harder in the gym. Now, most people don't realise just how hard it is to burn off calories through exercise. The, the best explanation that I had was from a scientist, Dr. Paul Cribb, and he says that if you're sprinting and you're sprinting for an hour, which, you know, no one's sprinting for an hour, not like 100% flat out like you say in Bolt style uh, for an hour, then you'll burn off about 600 calories. And that's, been, that's based on lab testing and all that kind of stuff. Now you jump on a piece of machine, I'm looking at some right now as I'm in the studio, um, they are built on algorithms, okay? They've taken, they've, they've done a test population of some exercise and they've done some measuring uh, to work out that, okay, you're approximately burning off this number of calories. But everybody's different weights and heights and fitness levels and all that kind of stuff. It's not based on your heart rate or um, your basal metabolic rate, anything like that. And so it will come up with an estimate. Now, when people say to me, oh, look, I'm, I was exercising for, you know, 30 minutes during this class and I burnt off, you know, 700 calories, uh, you know, I'm like, yeah, the data's not right. You know, you haven't burnt off that many calories. Um, they talk about the Tour de France, uh, those riders. So these are like the fittest athletes on the planet because of the amount of riding that they do and the intensity, the power, wattage out, uh, that they output. Uh, and, and they will consume, uh, sorry, they will, will burn maybe oh, 7,000 calories, maybe more on a really tough bike ride. Now these guys are working flat out for six to seven hours in a, um, you know, a stage of riding. And uh, you know, the, just the, the ordinary person is going to be burning you know, that many calories? No, it's, it's not gonna happen. So you know, don't overstate or expect to be having a really heavy meal and then burning that off. So if you think about the context of you know, having a 2,000 calorie meal, you'd say, oh, that's ridiculous. You know, like if my, my meal plan is at 1,300 calories, how could that be? I mean, I've seen uh, some takeaway meals. Let's just say it's a typical Chinese takeaway meal. And I don't know, let's just say it's a chicken stir fry with vegetables and stuff. Now, you know how quickly that they cook these things they put a lot of oil to heat it, cook it fast, and then they serve it up. And I guess your best test of that is, you know the takeaway containers that they put the food in? When you finish with the container, you try and wash it with uh, you know, really hot water and soap and stuff and see if you can make it so it's non-greasy. It is so, so difficult. And uh, so a cup, so a metric cup, of that type of food could easily have 400 plus calories in it, okay? Now, most people are having a few cups of that, plus your rice, so, you know, you could, some of the meals could have 800 calories a cup. Um, you know, your pasta meal is like that, so a serve of pasta is one cup, 
Now, most people would probably have two. Some people would have four cups of pasta. Um, so, you know, these things can quickly blow out without you really realizing uh, what I think will be a great invention that will exist one day is somewhere in our bodies or whether it's technology that we wear, you will eat something and it will be able to tell you exactly how many calories are in that. Despite what any label may have said, it will just know based on your metabolism, all that kind of stuff. I know it sounds far-fetched, but so at the end of the day, you'll be able to see that, oh wow, I actually put on 400 grams of fat today because of my lifestyle and what I did. That we will live in a place, uh, like at a time, where that will happen. It might not happen in my lifetime, but I think it's a brilliant invention. But then you could see that could cause other issues as well. So <laughs> mental health issues and stuff. So we won't, won't go there. Uh, the point is, I want you to eat clean on the weekend. So it's all right to have a meal off every now and then, like a cheat meal or something. We might talk about cheat meals another time. Uh, but yeah, basically I want you to, to eat clean. Don't eat the high fatty uh, meals, watch the alcohol. The thing that I like to do on the weekend when I do have more time and they're you know, away from the, the schedule, the busy schedules and so forth, is to find a new recipe, a healthy recipe that I think, oh wow, that looks really nice. It might take an extra bit of time to prepare because it's not one that I normally prepare. Um, so, and then you know, make that and give that a go and see whether that goes into your new rotation of recipes. Um, so that's a really important, important one. The other one is to um, know the calorie count of the, or the calories that are in your food. Now, it's pretty easy these days. There's so many apps around. I mean, you can do it on my app. You can um, read the nutrition label. There's so many different ways that you can easily do it. There's plenty of books around. Uh, most people just do it online now to find out how many calories are in different foods. And the key here is that so many foods are calorie time bombs and the nutrition label, which is normally not read by most people, has the, the poison, if you like, but people don't look at it. So you can be quite surprised at how many calories are in it. A good example here is if you walk down the health food section of your supermarket, do that next time you're in the supermarket, just go down your health food section and look at the number of products that are purported to be healthy because they're in the health food section and pick out something like uh, some sort of bar that might look like a, a slice or something, you know, you know what I'm talking about. They normally got like a cellophane packet, it's sort of a clear one um, that you can see a bit of the product and you think, oh wow, that's, that's healthy. It's like a, I don't know, might look like a, a muesli slice or something. It's got a little bit of icing or something on it. You say, oh, well, that seems okay. Or a bar. And flip it over and have a look at the number of calories in it. You'll, you'll find some that have, you know, two, 300 plus calories in it. And what would seemingly be a healthy snack in terms of calories turns out to be a whole meal. Like most of the meals that I have, whether it's a dinner or a lunch, something like that, you're looking at around 350 to 400 calories. And the volume of food, like I could serve you up a salad that would have way much less, uh, sorry, way much more volume compared to something like uh, one of these bars. 
and be much more nutritionally balanced, have the protein and everything in there as well. But uh, these things, they, they just hides everything. So it's a crime, it really is a crime. It's sugar and fat that's hidden in there. And that's the other thing, that some of these products have so much sugar in there, you'll just be surprised. I've probably mentioned this before, but I must give credit to some of the supermarkets. So, well, it's mainly in our country, Woolworths and Coles. Uh, they are doing more things to prepare more healthy options for people. I'm talking in the fruit and veg department here so go back 10 years and we didn't have anywhere near the arrangement or assortment of you know salads and that kind of stuff that uh, we do now like i'm talking about pre-washed cut up clean ones that are, are in those again cellophane bags that you can just basically open and pour in um, so it's great that they've got they've got those options for people that are in a hurry and as i said when i was up in brisbane uh, that's how i eat healthy i'll go and buy you know, a pre-packed salad, I'll have a, you know, whether it's chicken or tuna or salmon or something with it out of a packet, uh, the chicken I'll, you know, I'll no, normally use a, a cooked chicken. Um, and that's how I do it. Uh, so it works really well, but you have to be cautious. So what they do, some of them you can just buy the salad. Others you'll find that they've got uh, other things in there. So whether it be like a Caesar salad, it's got bacon and cheese and it's got like a creamy dressing. Now there's one that I'd been having for quite some time and I still have it now but I modify it and it had a, a dressing in it which was quite nice and I wouldn't always use the, the whole thing because I found it would be maybe a little bit too overpowering. Sometimes it'd be a little bit too spicy uh, with a little bit of sweetness in it. And uh, one day I just happened to flick it over and have a look at the nutrition label and it had a massive number of calories in it. And I was like 350 or more. And I'm like, how can that be? And then I, I broke, it, broke it all down. And then I realized that it was all in the, uh, the dressing. So the dressing had, I think the equivalent of about nine teaspoons of sugar. Now you've seen these sachets in these salads. This was a big salad, but you know we're talking about oh, what a seven, five to seven centimeters high with a few centimeters across. You know that's a lot of sugar. Um, so now what I do is I'll only use half of it. I'll use my own dressing uh, on it. Uh, so you you need to be careful of these things. Your low fat products take the fat out, put the sugar in. So you've got to be mindful of those things too. Some of the other things to be aware of, uh, like I was just saying before about these bars and so forth that are seen to be healthy, but they're actually not. So let me run through a couple of others that are pretty common. The yogurt is a good one, the fruit flavored yogurt. So I use the Yoplait Formay or the Ski Soleil uh, brands because they're the lowest fat and lower sugar ones on the market. Again, next time you're in the supermarket, empower yourself, get the, get the, the education, pick up the same brand, low fat, and look at a uh, normal one, and just look at how much the cal real calorie difference is. Normally it's marginal, and then have a look at the fat, which will be significantly less in the low fat product, but then have a look at the sugar in the low fat product. And sometimes you will see that the sugar level in the low fat product is higher than the uh, one in the full fat product. So then you make a decision on, oh, geez, which one do I wanna go with? 
Um, I would always go the low fat, but I wouldn't have the product that's got high sugar. Um, another one that people eat a lot of is like a, a trail mix. Now a trail mix is you know, like a mixture of nuts and seeds and stuff. Now the reality there is that they have your good fats in there, but they are also calorie time bombs as well because even though they are good fats, uh, whether it's a good fat or a bad fat, it's got the same number of calories. So you can have it, but you can, should really only be having a small portion. The trouble with the trail mix I find is that people just keep eating it and eating it and eating it. And before you know it, they've consumed easily a few hundred calories and their waistline is not helping. Um, no, sorry, it's not helping their waistline. One of the other ones would be things like granola or that's kind of like a toasted muesli. Now, the test with a lot of this stuff is wet your fingers and rub, uh, you know, rub the product between it. If it's sticky, you know that it's going to have sugar on it. So your toasted muesli is natural muesli covered in sugar and then you know, put in the oven, basically. Uh, the granola is the same thing. It's all chunked together, other grains chunked together with sugar. Um, so much higher in calories. So um, you can find that... Uh, for instance, here's a good example. A cup of granola is the equivalent of a Big Mac. Okay, now you would never think that. Okay, so that's about 600 calories. So that's a lot. The other one where it is, I guess, a common myth in our country with the way that it's made, uh, sushi. So people think that sushi is really, uh, really healthy and uh, you know you can knock your knock yourself out by eating eating it and feeling good about it. Well, let's have a look at sushi. What is the main ingredient of sushi? It's not what's inside the rice. It's the rice. There's a lot of rice. If you've ever made this yourself, there's a lot of rice that you have to put down to make a sushi roll. The Normally, the plant-based food that goes in there is minuscule. The amount of protein that's in there is either non-existent, depending on the one that you get, or it's very tiny. Now, the other thing that most people don't realize until you come to make this yourself or you watch them in the commercial arena, how they make it, is the massive, massive amount of sugar that they put in the mixture with the rice. Now, if you don't believe me, try making it without the rice, wine, vinegar, and the sugar and just see how different it tastes to what you buy commercially. Uh, so you have to be careful. A little bit sometimes is okay, like with most foods. But if you have too much, it's uh, wasted calories. Now, the other one would be smoothies. Now, with all this stuff, I'm talking about commercial stuff. So with your smoothies, uh, the biggest brand that I guess that's a, a, that hit the market years ago uh, are places like your... Uh, your boost juice bars and that kind of thing. I mean, you have a look up uh, their, you know, calorie count for most of their smoothies. They're massive, you know, like 500 calories or so. I mean, as I just said, that's more than most people need to consume for a whole meal and people have it as a, a snack or, you know, chasing something else. Um, you know, they're, they're having some food and then they're having a a, a boost juice at the same time. So what do they do? So, well, they use frozen yogurt. Now, my suggestion would be that the frozen yogurt's probably quite high in sugar. They might say low in fat, but high in sugar. And that's where a lot of the extra calories are, are coming from. 
My suggestion is make it yourself so you know exactly what's going in it. And we've talked about smoothies previously. Uh, the other ones where you could say, uh, yeah, let's say you went to a cafe or something like that. I mean, what they're putting in their smoothies are things like ice cream and, uh, you know, topping and that kind of stuff. So it's not, it's not using real, real fruit and it's using high sugary things to make it sweeter. So, you know, you've got to be mindful of those things too. All right, so that is it for today. This has taken longer than uh, I thought it would, so we're over the 30 minutes now. So your homework is to, next time you're in the supermarket, I want you to go to three aisles and pick up six products. That means you go to the refrigerated section, maybe do it with yogurt. Find the same brand, pick up the low fat, pick up the full fat, and just see what the difference is in terms of the fat, sugar, etc., and calories overall. And then do that in maybe, say the dressings, go to the salad dressing aisle and, and do that. So two more products in there. And then uh, go to another part of the store where you would normally uh, you know, buy things. Maybe it's in the biscuit section. Oh, I don't eat biscuits, but uh, if you do, and you think, oh, well, I thought these ones were actually okay, maybe compare them. Say compare something like rice cakes where you might put something healthy on top, compare it to like a Tim Tam or you know, whatever, you'll find You'll find something that works for you. Yeah, and so do that. Say three times, there's your six products. And uh, yeah, do that. That's your homework. Educate yourself. Empower yourself so you can take your life to a different level. That's the aim of this one today. Get these things right and you will lose fat. Just be aware of it, of what the, the formula is, and you'll do it. All right, that's Rob Evans out. You have a great day wherever you are. I'll catch you later. Bye.